You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. I am joined by Jerry Bowe, and I am Josh Jordan. We got Cam behind the glass. Guys, do you realize we're an hour away from kickoff? The season is just about upon us. Our Houston Texans get going here in about an hour. We're getting really close. So let's try and get you guys some plays that you could get in. You can get on my bookie and play some of these plays and make some money this week. So we're going to do our Gal Media All-Star segment here. And basically, we just asked our Gal Media celebrities to, to give us two plays they like this week. So here we go. Let's see what they got for us. It's the Gal Media All-Stars Plays of the Week. The Blitz is Fred Bauer. All right, so my two plays for this week. One will be on Monday night. I like the Lions quite a bit under seven against the Jets. You have a rookie quarterback starting for the Jets. Road game on a Monday night. And I think the Lions are better than people give them credit for. I think the Jets will have a better season than some people expect, but I don't think uh, I want to take my chances with Sam Darnold going up against that Matt Patricia defense in his first career start. And my other play, I'm going to go with a play that's been very good for me over, over the years. Uh, overs at home for the Saints. Uh, the last number I saw was 49. I will take that right now and run with it. The Saints may do that themselves. The Benches Lancer line. Okay, my college pick of the week is going to be Missouri minus the points against Wyoming. Wyoming, of course, lost Josh Allen. Drew Locke is at Missouri. And I think Drew Locke and Missouri want to come out of the gate and really shine here on this uh, second week of college football. So I'm looking for... Um, despite the fact they're laying more than two touchdowns, I'm looking for Missouri to really shine offensively here and lay the big number. And then on the pro side, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. They should be minus three to three and a half in that neighborhood. You know, Seattle lost their entire second, most of their secondary. You are talking about uh, a team who is traveling on the road, obviously, in Seattle. Case Keenum has plenty of targets to, to throw to with the Denver Broncos. And I think the Denver Broncos defense is going to be way too much for that Seattle offensive line. I think this line should be closer to six. So I'm going to go with Denver on the pro side and Missouri on the college side. Culture Maps, Eric Sandler. As a native Houstonian, I feel an almost genetic obligation to root against the Dallas Cowboys. So it's nice when my instincts match up nicely with my financial interests. Given their banged-up offensive line, I don't see Dak and his group of no-name receivers finding much success against Carolina's defense. I also think Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey could have a big days against the Dallas defense. Give me Carolina minus three. For my second pick, I'm picking the Giants plus three. I always like a home dog, and I think the Giants' rejuvenated offense and new coaching staff can get it done against the Jacksonville squad that's probably feeling pretty confident after last year's run to the AFC Championship game. Or maybe I'm just a Saquon Barkley fantasy owner hoping for a big day. Sports Maps, Holly Seymour. Hey guys, I'm loving this Rams and Raiders spread. I'm giving the points here and taking the Rams. Gurley's going to light it up and put on a show. And if you're expecting Oakland to do anything offensively, keep dreaming. Um, I also like the Ravens and Bills game. I'm going to play the over-under here. I'm definitely no quarterback guru, so forgive me, Bills Mafia. 
but starting a guy who debuted with five interceptions in the first half in his one and only start doesn't really impress me. If the Bills manage to put any points on the board, there's sympathy points. As far as the Ravens go, I don't ever trust them. It's set at 40, and I'm going under here. Holly, let yeah. me let me ask you something. I know that game Thursday night was hype. I know it. I could just imagine what it was <laughs> like. Tell, uh, tell the people a little bit what that crowd was like. Amazing. I always tell people the best fans. I know people really hate Eagles fans, but they are the absolute best to watch a game with and tailgate with. The heart is amazing out there. That's awesome. I got to go every season so for the home opener. <laughs> Why not? And let's stay with your Eagles here for a second on a pro football talk. Just this morning, Carson Wentz, a report that he could play in week three. That seems a little sooner than I was thinking. Uh, where are you at on that, Holly? I don't want him back week three. I mean, I would like him back, but I'm with everybody else here. I don't want to push it. I would rather him come back safer around week five or six just to be safe. Like I said, I he's a franchise quarterback. I don't want to push his injury. So Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. And, you know, as long as Foles is winning, right, why mess with oh, it? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Yeah, he looked pretty pretty shaky the other night, right? That, that probably didn't make you feel too excited. Of course, you got the W, so you'll take that. I'll take it. I don't know what was going on with the play calling on the offensive side of the ball, and I was really disappointed. Ertz let me down a little bit. Ooh. So I don't know what was going on offensively. But I said going into that game, if Philly wants to win, that defense has to, ex- um, has to execute, and the Eagles secondary would have to step up against their wide receiver duo. And they did. Darby looked amazing. The secondary really played well for the most part. So I was happy with it. It was kind of sloppy offensively, like I said. But defense-wise, I was good with it. Including the playoffs, the Eagles were 13-6. and six. They covered 68.4% of the time. They were the best bet to make last year. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, Holly, I kind of like your, your Baltimore underpick as well. And uh, we're going to get around to a lot more games. I want to thank you for joining us, Holly. Good luck this week with all your picks. Thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you on social media? Thanks, guys, for having me. You guys can follow me on Twitter at XOHolly. You can check me out on Sports Map. I will be doing all the recaps for the NFL, so I'll be posting on Tuesday, as well as my own website, Holly.Football. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Holly. We will catch up with you again next week. Enjoy the games. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Holly. All right, Jerry, I feel like uh, we need kind of some reactions to some of these picks here. Uh, I want to start with the the Denver pick uh, that, that Lance had because I, I'm in on that as well. That's one of my plays for this week. Where do you come out on that? On uh, which one, I'm sorry? On uh, on Lance's Denver Broncos oh, pick. Oh, no, uh, yeah, no, we spoke about that. 13-1, um, and one, the Broncos in their week one and two games in the last 14, obviously, um, when hosting. So what does that go to tell you? The alt- altitude comes into play. Whenever the preseason comes around, a lot of these starters, how many how many drives do they really play throughout those four preseason games? Not many. So then you find yourself going to altitude, playing Broncos. Broncos are going to win this game in the trenches. That's a known thing. And then that's where the game will be dictated. As the game goes on, more pressure will be on Russell. He'll, have, he'll be having to make plays. And I just think that overall the – the Denver's got the right 
strategy, the, the right game plan to be able to beat them. And that's conservative ball with a conservative quarterback, the number one DVOA quarterback last year, not because he was the best, but because he was the safest. And also uh, the Royce Freeman, the two, the two receivers that were waiting to reignite. So overall, I think they have the better team. And I think that Seattle will struggle this year. If it, I mean, it, Russell Wilson's going to be solely responsible for four or five, six of their wins out of total six wins. You know what I mean? Last year, he accounted for all the touchdowns pretty much on that offense. So going into this game, I'm pretty confident in in the Broncos at three. Now, I'm mad at myself because, again, I've told you all that I didn't bet it early. When the line came out, you could have got it at one, one and a half. And as the, the, the week progressed, the week progressed and people started digging into it, now you catch yourself at three. Now you're at the prime number, and, and that's tough because you could just be putting your money for a push. Yeah, that's a good point, Jerry, and I wish I would have caught a little earlier in the week because I'm on the three points now as well. I think another thing to bring up is, you know, Earl Thomas didn't play the entire offseason. He didn't play in the preseason. He was holding out. So I think you could see a little rust from him. I think that'll obviously benefit Case Keenum. And, you know, we had Josh ADHD on earlier. He likes Keenum this week. So uh, I think Lance is on that one with the Broncos. I have to agree with him. It looks like Fred took the over on the Saints total. Uh, What do you think about that play, Jerry? When favored by nine or more points, the Saints are six and two straight up and two or six against the spread at home, right? But the over, if the preseason tells anything, which I hope that's not what we lean on, but on the defensive side, we at least got to see schemes. All four preseason games of Tampa went over, right? Yep. Last year, when these two teams played, the Saints averaged exactly what their team total is today. Today, it's 30 and it's 30.5. So everything's pointing at that this this matchup's going to be a high-scoring divisional game that's in a division that the totals are always set real high so i I like it personally Uh, i don't know if i'll be playing it but i do like it all right then let's get to fred's other pick which this one makes a whole lot of sense to me and he's taking the lions minus the points um i think that's a pretty good play where are you at with the the lions this week well like he uh explains darnold playing on the road first start uh, uh nationally televised game the Jets last year they lost seven of their uh, they lost by seven or more points in eight of their eleven losses. So when they lose, they lose convincingly. They uh, they they're one of those teams that pack it up. They can't play from behind. So once they get out of their pregame game plan and things go south, they go down seven zero ten zero real quick. Then everything just gets out of uh, discombobulated. And at this point. I love I love that pick because if they're gotten beat the spread six and a half to seven, um, it's gonna it's and and again get it in now. If you like where the line's at, because everybody's going to gamble today and dictating on whether they won or lost and they're going to chase that game. So that game won't the line won't be as clean, per se. So I love it. I'm going to actually be playing that one. That's one of my favorite plays of the week. You think a lot of people might be getting in on it even tomorrow? Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're playing offshore then basically you you either won today or you lost and now you have some more money or you just redeposited. But if you're playing with a local where it resets, then it's different because if he resets it on Monday, that's the problem. And that's what I try to tell you. all There's always another week. And just because you're down 500 and you come up on that game with a thousand dollar credit line and now you're betting 500 so you don't have to pay him nothing. No, nah, that's not the way to go. I've been there many, many, many times in my life saying, man. Dang, I'm down three hundred dollars this week. Let me place a three hundred dollar bet on on Monday Night Football to so I don't have to pay him anything. And that's just the complete, complete wrong way to go. Now I'm with you, Jerry. So we're telling you right now. Hey, go ahead and get it at six and a half today. It's a good play. 
and hopefully Matt Stafford should come through for you at home. I I like the Lions big too. I mean, rookie quarterback, you know, against the Jets. I know they're a little better on defense than people think, but. I think that's a really nice play this week as well. And Matt Patricia, I'm curious to see what his defensive tactics uh, do, you know what I mean, over there. I mean, can can he make the Lions respectable on that side of the ball? No doubt about it. I want to take a moment to talk about our sponsors here. Do you have a special night coming up? Whether it's your wedding gender reveal, surprise engagement, anniversary retirement parties, call my man Nick over at Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics and throw a little magic on the special night. These guys are the real deal. If not, I wouldn't have them on here. I'm being honest. What's better than to have, let's say, a fireworks show at a wedding? Let's say a fireworks show at your next draft party. People think that it's a little far-fetched, and they've never really looked into it. Call my guy, Nick. He'll give you a great price, and it's really affordable. These are the same guys that lit up all the uh, the, the skies down in Galveston all summer long. You can catch them from Texarkana, Texarkana all the way down to Brownsville. So we just be so happy and lucky to have these guys in our own backyard to take care of our special nights. Call now. Secure your date. The number is 281-393-2500. And don't forget to mention ESPN 97.5 or Moneyline to make sure you're at the top of their priority list. Again, throw some fireworks in your special night. Let these guys come out and put a big bang on your night. One more time. 281-393-2500. Call my man Nick. I don't follow rules and they don't like that. I was skipping school to get my sack right. My girl hit me and asked why I don't text back. My dog got out of prison and went right back. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Make this here with all the ice on in the booth. At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose. Yeah, jump out, boys. That's Nike boys hopping our coast. Way too big when we pull up, give me the loot. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, welcome back. This is Josh Jordan with my man Jerry Bowe. You're listening to Moneyline. We got Cam behind the glass, so we're going to just fire through these games and, and try and get to as much as we can. So we're going to finish up with the AFC uh, the AFC games in just a moment. But I wanted to get Jerry's quick takes on Eric Sandler's picks this week. He took the Cowboys minus the points, and I believe he took the Giants plus the points against Jacksonville. Where are you on those two games, Jerry? As far as the Cowboys game, it's tough for me because the Panthers are great straight up in games at home. The spread is really small, so it's basically you're taking on a straight up game. 24 and 6 in the last 30 at home, 6 and 2 last year straight up at home, and, and their only losses was to the Eagles and the Saints, two prime teams. So going into this matchup, you ask yourself what one team does well and one, where can they take advantage on the other side? The Cowboys don't give up many rushing touchdowns. They're a bend but don't break system when it comes to that. They give up yards, but they don't give up the touchdowns. I believe it was under, it was seven or eight. So using that theory, they're going to have to get the ball to McCaffrey in space and through the passing game. And that's where the game will be dictated by. But the weather, supposedly the weather won't be just favorable. And when it comes down to that, the run game and the offensive line and the trenches. And from what I know, that offensive line in Dallas is going to dominate like they always do. They're going to push Carolina around. So as far as the actual side, I don't like it or hate it. I more tend to lean to the total because if these are two teams that 
okay, the, the, the Cowboys are known, everybody knows that they're going to struggle, they say, as far as scoring touchdowns because they're receiving core and everything. But they can move the ball, and they move it while running. So if you move it while running, the clock runs. And if the clock runs and you can't score sevens and you're settling for threes, then that plays into the under. I like the under in this game. Okay, so he'll take the under there. And uh, he likes the Giants to come through with an upset there against Jacksonville. I believe uh, it's a three-point spread there. He's going to take the Giants in the three points. Um, what do you think of that that side there, Jerry? The most intriguing matchup of the whole weekend, Odell Beckham and Ramsey, right? Yeah. There's a lot to be said there. But the Jaguars were 0-3 against the spread and straight up in three their last three away games of 2017. The only thing that doesn't make you go towards the Giants is that they're also 2-8 and eight in their last 10 home games in September. So they don't, they don't particularly open up well uh, while playing at home. They, they get off to a slow start. So the receiving core of Jacksonville is what has in question. Who's their one? Like, who is their one? It's got to be Cole. And and if that if it's if, if it's like it's gotta be it's it's like when my parents were well, it's gotta be here's a five you know what I mean I want that twenty in your pocket dad like it's gotta be a five and it's not you're not happy about it you know what I mean and at that point a three point spread they're giving you three points with the Giants at home so when betting football home field is worth three points. So you're telling me on a neutral field these two teams uh, Jacksonville is a six point better team. That's the question. If you believe that, then go ahead and bet it. But ask yourself that question. Is Jacksonville a six-point team, a better team on a neutral field? All right, man. There you have it, guys. This is why you listen for Jerry Bow. He's going to get you on the right side of these games. So we're going to finish up the AFC here kind of from a fantasy perspective. We hit on most of the, the noon start in the AFC. So let's finish up. We haven't gotten to the Titans at the Dolphins today. Um, I think on the Dolphins side, you're going to run Kenyon Drake out there. You got to be happy about him. I think we like Kenny Stills as a as a flex type play. I know I I locked him in in DraftKings today. I think he comes at a pretty good value. Uh, as far as the Tennessee Titans, I think this is going to be interesting to see the workload split between Henry and Lewis. I think because of game flow, this might be more suited for Lewis because I think he can exploit some of these linebackers and pass coverage. But I think Henry's obviously going to be your goal line guy. Um, I don't love Henry. I wrote him up. If you guys want to check it out, it's on Sports Map. I did an article on Under the Radar Starts for Week 1. You can check that out on Sports Map or on our Twitter feed. And, you know, I kind of like Henry as a running back, too, this week. I don't love him, but I like him enough. I, I think he'll have a pretty good game. So he's a guy that I put in that column. So I think you feel comfortable starting him as a number two. Uh, I think Corey Davis is the other guy you, you kind of look at, and a lot of people have him breaking out this year. He's a you know a top ten pick. They obviously want to make him their number one, but it's going to be a little bit of a tough you know tough matchup there going against the Dolphins. Is there anybody that you want to highlight in this game, Jerry? Well, we talk about the Titans' backfield with Henry and Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is coming off his highest career carries last year, where he ran pretty much three times as much as he had ever ran, but. It's also because he was healthy, and it's something that he struggled with. Derrick Henry, though, he, like you said, he will be that goal line back. Tennessee returns all five starting li- uh, liner, uh, offensive linemen. Miami, 15th worst in DVOA in the last five years. They've always been a 15 in the bottom 15 in the league. So what does that tell you, that this game's going to be won on the ground? And I'll take my chances with those two guys getting a high volume. 
No, I'm totally with you there. So I think you go ahead and you roll with Henry this week. And I think Stills, like those are two guys. And I think Lewis as well, especially in a PPR. A PPR, you're, you're loving Lewis. And let me also say, Henry, you're liking a whole lot more in a non-PPR. You're a lot more excited about Henry when you're not worried about catching passes because he's that goal line dude like we talked about. And let's put a put a stamp on the beginning of the Matt LaFleur Regime, you know what I mean? Is it finally time to see what Marcus Mariota is, Cam? Uh, maybe. I mean, look, we, we obviously know the guy has talent. Can he stay healthy? That's that's always going to be a factor with him. But, you know, he, he's got the weapons. He's got Henry. He's got Lewis, who's a, you know, a pass-catching specialist. He's got, you know, wide receivers that can, you know, burn the field. He's got Delaney Walker, who's Mr. Consistent. I mean, it seems like each year we say, okay, is this year, the year for Mariota? And there's signs that it is, and then there's always, it always seems like there's something that just keeps him from getting there. So maybe new, new, new coaching staff is, 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 is what he needed. But, I mean, again, I feel like it's just, you know, arguing with the brick wall, it's the same thing. That I think he can do it, but we say that every year. So that's just, that's just kind of how it goes with him. I agree, and that'll be something to keep an eye on with Mariota. I was expecting him to be a little more accurate by now, and I think he's still struggling with that a little bit. So, you know, we'll see if that comes into play today, if he can hit Davis on a big play. Is there anything else you had on this game, Jerry, before we, we jump to another one? Fire up old Yeller, Delaney Walker. I mean, the Dolphins allowed the second most yards and touchdowns to tight ends in 2017. Walker had 12 red zone target, uh, targets leading the team, and he also cleared 800 yards in the last four years. What else can you ask of the old guy? No, you, you play him in you know year-long leagues. He should be starting for you every week, but he's also a very good value in DFS, guys. So you heard it right there. Really good matchup for Delaney Walker. Go ahead and put him in your lineup. Yeah, Miami's 32nd against tight ends and fantasy points. Wow. So Is that if, good? If there's a perfect <laughs> tight end in the situation, it's Delaney Walker. Yeah, I mean, they're dead last. So guys, fire up Walker this week. All right, quickly, let's hit... Uh, the Jags and the Giants from a fantasy perspective. Um, as far as the Jags go for me, uh, I'm starting Leonard Fournette and everybody else I'm, I'm not very excited about. On the Giants side of the ball, you know you're starting Odell. You're, you're going to start Barkley unless, I don't know, you're in a four-team league and you have a better option than Barkley. Um, and, you know, Sterling Shepard, that kind of worries me this week. Um, Ingram, I mean, the Jags have a tough defense so I, I'm really just kind of going with the studs this week in this matchup. Anybody else have somebody they want to they want to jump on or put their name on? Ah, uh, man, this one this one might be a game that I kind of stay away from. Um, you know, we Barkley looks amazing, but we don't know what he's going to do in a regular season game. I love Evan Ingram, but again, Jacksonville has an amazing defense. Odell Beckham obviously is coming back from a little being beat up a little bit. So it, I'm sticking away from the receiver core. Um, if I'm going to go with anybody, it's it's going to be Fournette. I mean, we've seen Fournette. He, you know, obviously he's a top ten pick in fantasy. The Giants' defense is not very good. You can't really trust Blake Bortles. You know, they already lost their best receiver, so they're probably going to run the ball a whole lot just to keep the ball out of Manning's hands, so that he's not getting it to Beckham. So if anybody, uh, I'm, I'm I'm going with Fournette. And as far as Barkley, when you think of the Jaguars' defense, it's frightening, right? But if you look into the numbers, they were a bottom 12 team as far as rush yards allowed and yards per carry. People realize real quick you're not going to beat them throwing, so let's go ahead and hit them right in the middle, run between the tackles. They were 27th in the uh, versus in run DVOA as far as defense, allowing 7.1 receptions to the running back position. So 
What does Pat Shermer do? What is this kind of schemes? Let's dump it. What did he do with Dalvin Cook when he was healthy last year? That's what he does, and he's going to make sure that he gives Barkley the, the ball through the passing game. There you go. So you're going to like Barkley a little more in a PPR this week. That's for sure. All right, well, let's get this last game in the 12 o'clock uh, block, AFC. Steelers-Browns, we've already hit on this a little bit. I'm going to start with the Browns. I think Josh Gordon, uh, that's terrifying, not knowing how much he's going to play this week. Uh, so I'm staying away from him. I think Duke Johnson in a PPR could put a you know pretty nice little flex week for you together this week. Uh, you know, you're rolling with Hyde probably because you drafted him as a starter. But, you know, it's not the best matchup in the world. Uh, no thanks on Tarod Taylor for me. I think uh, Najoku could be a you know a nice kind of dart throw. He might be able to come through for you this week. So if you drafted him, go ahead and give him a shot this week. And on the other side of the ball, you know you're starting Antonio Brown. I think Juju Smith-Schuster could have a very big game. We God, we talked a lot about James Conner. Get him in your lineup. Um, and Roethlisberger, I, I don't know. He's on the road. It's bad weather. So if you have a better option than Big Ben, maybe look to to play somebody else this week. And we know about his uh, away and home splits. Yeah. I mean, that's something with Big Ben that he's always had problems with. But another thing is that with Le'Veon Bell in the lineup, he averages 331 yards passing without it, 275. So you'd think that's a running back, but this is a pass catching running yeah. back, one that lines up wide out. So. How is that going to affect it? How is that going to affect the way teams play defense when they don't have to fear Le'Veon Bell? Do they really feel uh, fear James Conner? I'm not too sure of that. No, me neither. So, yeah, Big Ben worries me. You have the weather and you have the, the home away factor. So, uh, yeah, that's one I'm not really excited about. And, you know, I was just looking out on, on ESPN trying to get a feel for the weather conditions as the players are warming up. And it doesn't look that bad. Of course, it could be the wind in Cleveland that really gets you. They are expecting gusts up to 30 miles an hour. So that can definitely impact the passing game. All right, we still got a lot more stuff to hit on. We at least got done with the 12 o'clock games with the AFC. So we're going to come back, hit all the other games we haven't gotten to. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances for nesting on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives in fact I'm down in this. Do say with my boobie tastes like Kool-Aid for Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Love it, man. 25 items on my dresser, yes, sir. I got stuck get paid. We got 25 items on the dresser, yes, sir. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Skywonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, guys, welcome back to Moneyline. And let me take a quick second here. I got to tell you about my friends at Skywonder Fire and Safety. These guys have technicians with over 25 years of experience. And if you own or manage a restaurant, these are the guys to call. Whether you need your portable fire extinguishers or kitchen hood system serviced, or maybe you need to buy new ones and have them installed, call my man Nick today, and he will personally pay you a visit and get your place up to code. 
Call now at 281-393-2500 and mention ESPN 97.5 or Moneyline to get 10% off your first service. One more time, that's 281-393-2500. When fire safety is on, accidents are gone with Skywonder Fire and Safety. And we, we got to thank our man Nick. We saw him at the draft the other night. We really appreciate our sponsors. Really cool guy. So definitely check out what he has to offer you guys. And this is definitely something that we all need. It's it's If you're a business owner right now, go check your tags on your fire extinguisher. If they're out, he told me last night, I spoke to him, and he said, hey, tell the first three people that call me that I'll give them a free tag. So if you're about to have to go renew it anyways, be one of the first three callers, and he will give you free first inspection as long as you give him, the, you know, you promise him the business next year when he comes around. But how can you beat that? He's letting you renew your tags for free. Go ahead and give him a call right now. That's 281-393-2500 is that phone number. Give Nick a call, guys. All right, so we, we got a few more games to get to, Jerry. Um, let's kind of hit some of these NFC games that start at noon because we want the people to have time to get their lineup set, to get their bets in, uh, all that. So the first one we're going to jump to here, we talked about this a little bit, uh, Bucks and the Saints. Um, I'll just kind of touch on this in an overall view of the Saints. Uh, you're starting Michael Thomas. You're starting Drew Brees. You're starting Kamara. Those are the no-brainers. Jerry kind of had a deep play on Gillisley this week in this game. So if that's somebody that you want a little upside or in a flex or maybe a cheap DFS guy, uh, Jerry likes Gillisley this week. So keep him in mind. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else I'm really excited about on the Saints. I'm going to flip over to the Bucks here, and you're starting Mike Evans. Um, God, I, I guess Barber, you know, maybe as a as a two or as a flex, you got him in your lineup. I, I like Godwin, but I'm not bullish enough to start him in week one. So unless I'm desperate for like a flex number two spot in a deep league, I'm probably not rolling him out there. Um, that's pretty much what I'm thinking about in this game from a fantasy perspective. Is there any anybody you want to highlight, Jerry? Kamara. Deservedly so has the highest projected ownership as far as DFS this week. And I mean, he killed Tampa last year. If you look at his box scores in those two games, he had 10 rushes, 68 yards and a touchdown in that same game. He had six catches for 84 and a touchdown on the, on the grudge match when they played again, nine rushes, 44 and a touch. And then another 84 receiving. So he was a monster against them. Uh, the game plays to their, uh, to perfectly into his hands with the high total and, I hate to say that I can't fade him, but sometimes it comes to a point like we when we when we spoke to the sports gaming podcast, Sean Green told you he he had Antonio Brown last week, week one. He still got second in the million maker. Sometimes you don't fade these guys that you know are going to get those big numbers. And I think Kamara will have about twenty five to thirty DraftKings points today. Yeah, the the only guy I'm touching on Tampa Bay is Mike Evans, and that's still if you look. New Orleans defense is better. They were 20th last year against the pass, but look, he's got Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing to him. Ryan Fitzpatrick can't throw deep, so he's going to throw it up. Mike Evans is that big body. Deshaun Jackson, I don't see him doing anything because, like I just said, Fitzpatrick can't throw deep, and that's what Deshaun Jackson still does, even though he's getting up there in age. As far as New Orleans, obviously Breeze, Thomas, and Camara, but if I'm looking for a sleeper that's cheap, I'm looking at my boy uh, Cam Meredith. We know he didn't play last year, but... 
you know, Drew Brees is really good about spreading the ball. So if you're trying to, you know, cash somebody for 4500 bucks, I think Cam Meredith is a nice little sleeper. There you have it. Cam is all in on Cam this week. So, And, <laughs> and a good thing to when you try to target someone against the Tampa Bay and you're not going to use Michael Thomas as the number one, the Buccaneers, they rank 15th versus, versus the number one wideouts, but it drops significantly. Whenever number two wideouts, 21st. Number three wideouts, 27th. So don't necessarily use Michael Thomas this week. Know that they struggle versus the twos and threes. There you go. Maybe Teddy Ginn is a really cheap uh, flyer as well. I almost named my kid Teddy because <laughs> of him. You know, and his prime, like, I don't know where he would break, but consistency was always his problem. No doubt about it. All right, moving on. We're going to hit the 49ers at the Vikings. One of my buddies called me up this or texted me this morning asking me, hey, do I start Jimmy Garoppolo or do I start Andrew Luck? And I quickly texted him and said, roll with Luck because – uh, look, I like Jimmy G, but going against the Vikings and the Vikings defense at home, I don't want any part of that. Uh, even Goodwin this week, I get it. You might have to start him because he's your number two receiver, but I don't love him this week. Um, on the Vikings side of the ball, you're starting Cook. You're starting Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph, most likely you're going to play. And, uh, you know, maybe you go with Kirky, Kirk Cousins. You know, not a terrible matchup there against the Niners. Um, I don't know if there's anything else jumping off the page here. Anybody that you have a good feeling about in this matchup, Jerry? Well, the 49ers did allow the sixth most points to the running back position. So if you're going to target against them, that's somewhere that you can hurt them. I have a weird feeling for this game, though, because I don't know exactly what the workloads are going to be on either side. I mean, what are they going to do to... Dalvin Cook, are they going to go ahead and run him out there 25 times? I mean, 25 touches? I think he'll get a little under 20. I'm thinking 15, 16 carries and three or four catches. That's just my projection. And then once you look at how you can hurt San Francisco, you have to try to depict, am I going to hurt them at the tight end position? They don't really struggle there. They're uh, uh, at the top half of the team. Where they did struggle was against quarterbacks. They gave up the fourth most points to that position at 18 a game and – I think this is a coming out party. This is where Kirk Cousins blows it up. There you have it, Kirk Cousins. So you definitely want to get Diggs and Thielen in there because he's going to be featuring those guys. He threw a lot to Jamison Crowder when he was with the Redskins. So I think Thielen could have a nice game here out of the slot. Uh, insert the dad joke, but I got a Thielen that, uh, <laughs> that he's going off today. <laughs> there you have it. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, y'all. All right, uh, quickly, let's keep moving. We got a few more minutes to try and hit some more of these games. So when we're looking at the next slate... I'm going to pull Quick up. interjection yeah, what do you before got, anybody gets pissed off at me. Cam Meredith is inactive, so don't bet on Cam this week. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, good thing you came up with that now or your Twitter would have been blowing up. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs and the Chargers. I think this is a pretty good one. Three o'clock, this one's an AFC game, obviously. Let's start with the Chiefs. You're starting Kelsey. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you're playing him. Uh, Mahomes scares me a little bit this week, but the Chargers have a lot of injuries on defense. So, you know, maybe you can get away with Mahomes this week. Obviously, you're starting to hunt. Um, as far as the Chargers, Keenan Allen, he's in your lineup. It really worries me with Mike Williams. I think I hear he's getting a lot of targets near the end zone, but they also have Tyrell Williams, and now Gates is back. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about who those targets are going to go to when it's not Keenan Allen and it's not Melvin Gordon. Obviously, you're starting Gordon in that matchup. And uh, Phil Rivers, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are that great on defense, so I'm totally fine with Rivers this week. If if you waited a while on quarterback, you can go ahead and roll him out there. And when you think about this depleted secondary 
in Kansas City. Eric Berry is still nursing an injury that he hasn't even really practiced. Then they lost Marcus Peters, which was arguably the leader of that defense. And what do you have now? A team that was involved in a lot of shootouts last year. And surprisingly, their offense was the one that helped them get the wins in in high-scoring games. So I'm really, really curious to see as far as what happens with Kansas City as far as the Chargers, the hype is real around them. Everyone's been talking about them all preseason. They got, I think, the their top three team as far as projected season wins. And now we get to see what Rivers does with his weapons. I mean, Mike Williams is a weapon. That The size on that guy, we just never got to see him really break out to what he was going to be. And I, I'm really, really, really excited about Mike Williams. But knowing Cam here is a Chargers enthusiast, what do you think about these guys? Look, I'm going to try and contain my excitement, but, fellas, Keenan Allen is going to spank Kansas City. Look, they were 32nd against the pass last year in Daily Fantasy. Now they don't have Marcus Peters. Eric Berry is hurt. Rookie quarterback, I know that doesn't have a whole lot to do with the defense, but if if San Diego can get to the rookie quarterback, San Diego is going to have the ball a whole lot more. Keenan Allen, for me, is going to go over at least 130 yards. I think he's going to have a big game. As far as the other wide receivers, you know, both of the Williams. Mike is the bigger one. Um, but he's been less proven. So those guys, it's really hard to kind of say. And if you're a Gates fan like me, I would still stick away from Gates. Look, he hasn't practiced at all. I've already read reports where if, if he even plays, it's mostly as like kind of a distraction until he can kind of get back for the field of things. But I'm definitely going wide receivers for San Diego in this game. I mean, the, the worst pass defense, and they only got worse, so... I mean, if, if 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 you're not going with the with the San Diego wide receiver, then I'm sorry. And you're gonna have to pay for it. Keenan Allen this week on DraftKings at 7,500. The only receiver more expensive than him is Antonio Brown at 8,600. So the the next receiver underneath him is AJ Green at 7,300. So let me ask you, Jerry, if if you're you're putting together your DraftKings lineup, do you like Keenan Allen at 7,500 or AJ Green at 7,300? I like Allen. I think this is one of those games. You know he'll have those games where he has 15 receptions out of nowhere and two touchdowns, and I think he's just consistent. He managed five top 10 finishes last year at his position, 169 targets, which was also top five in the NFL. Give me that guy. Yeah, I'm with you there. Quickly, we'll move on here to Cowboys-Panthers. I'll start on the Panthers' side of the ball. Greg Olson kind of popped up on the injury report a little late in the week with some back stiffness. It looks like he says he's going to play. He's good to go. That makes me a little little anxious because I've got him in, in one of my leagues. But I, I'm just going to play him and hope for the best. Obviously, you're rolling with McCaffrey and uh, Cam Newton. You're, you're going to play him this week. Um, on the Cowboys side of the ball, you're going with Zeke Elliott. But, I mean, I don't even know about Dak this week. Is there any other Cowboy you're excited about playing besides Zeke Elliott this week? <sighs> Not really. It's to be honest with you, the, I, I think this game's going to be low scoring. I think the winner of this game doesn't surpass 20 points. Maybe around that a 2017 game, a 2013 game. And I told you earlier that the Cowboys, we don't know what we have on that offense. We know that we have a, a running back that you can trust, a one that's going to – if you can bet on something today, bet that Elliott's going to get about 30 touches total. You know what I mean? With with catches involved. And I'm also curious to see what he does around the goal line in the passing game. I really, really want to see them 
those good screen games, those ones that you used to see in Philly when they had those good lines, and then you'd get those big guys run out in the open field in front of those those pass catching running backs, and that's what I want to see out of Elliott because I have a good feeling that if they can get him in the open field, I mean, he's going to be dangerous. And this game, it dictates running, 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 the weather, the low total. So I'm going to be real hesitant as far as starting people on uh, from, from a DFS standpoint. Okay, what about these guys are in the same game? You got Zeke Elliott and Christian McCaffrey. Elliott's price tag on DraftKings seventy seven hundred. You can get McCaffrey for sixty four hundred. Who would you be more excited about? I gotta go Elliott here. I mean, I can't get too cute with it here. Um, they only allowed uh, they allowed seven rushing touchdowns last year. So uh, that's the Cowboys defense. They only allowed seven. So McCaffrey will get involved in the passing game as far as getting in the end zone, but. As far as him just getting the handoffs and running it in there like we think he is, I don't think that's going to happen. I think his touchdowns obviously come off of passes. Look, and if you want a nice little package deal, uh, I would definitely try and go after Funches. Look, Funches with Carolina is playing against the 26th worst pass defense in Dallas. He only cost 5,200 points. And then on the other side of the ball, we're all afraid of every every Cowboy wide receiver, but Hearns is only 4,900 going against Carolina's pass defense, which is 29th in fantasy. So if you can get both those guys, you know, that opens up a whole lot more money that you can spend on, say, a Keenan Allen or something. And quite, you know, all three of those guys quite possibly could have really good games because they're playing weak defenses. I love it. I love it. We got a call here. He wants to talk teasers and parlays. Michael, you're on Moneyline. Hey, guys. Uh, love the show, and thanks for taking my call. Wanted to get your guys' perspective on betting uh, parlays and teasers. And one teaser I was looking at is the Giants plus nine and the Lions at about a pick Wanted to get your thoughts on that as well. When playing parlays and teasers... Obviously, parlays is, is a bad idea. The, gen, the degenerate that lies in my heart doesn't let me stop doing it. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to because I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i have a few of them today, you know. Overall, though, if you want to be successful in this game, you have to play straight bets. Now, as far as teasers, there's a couple rules when you play teasers. Don't cross the zero, obviously. And when you tease uh, underdogs, like, for example, how you said in the Giants game, it's such a good play whenever you can cross key numbers. So whenever you cross plus six, plus seven, and you're getting it outside of a touchdown, it's a wonderful, wonderful bet. And if you ask me, I don't really see how Jacksonville ultimately gets up by two scores and beats them out of the spread. So I like both of those plays. All right. And I want to give a quick thanks to our sponsor, Klein's Jewelry. They've been around since 1969. Klein, he, cust- he specializes in custom jewelry of all types. Watch, jewelry repair, everything is manufactured in store. If you have some old jewelry just lying around, bring it to him. Let him make something original for you, something no one else has. No job too big or too small. Any type of diamonds, loose, diamond engagement rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings. Again, any shape, any size. Don't go to the mall and get that overpriced jewelry. Go to Klein's, where it's family-owned and operated since 1969. He cares about his customers, and that's why he gives you his personal number. Call him right now. Mark's number is 832-316-1388. And let him know what you're looking for. If you're looking for a birthday gift, whatever it is, go about five minutes down the road from the Galleria. You can find him on the corner of Westheimer and Fountain View. 5668 West Timer Road. 
That's where you'll find Klein's Jewelries. Again, they specialize in giving, making original pieces, something nobody else has. Get that old jewelry out of that jewelry drawer and bring it to Mark. He, uh, he'll be more than happy to make it happen. The number again, 832-316-1388. Call Mark and tell him ESPN 97.5 sent you. Drugs, the diamonds, the chains, the braces, the charms is. I thought my Jesus piece was so harmless. Till I seen a picture of a shorty armless. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, welcome back to Moneyline. This is Josh Jordan and Jerry Bowe. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. And hey, guys, you know, the games are about to start. So, you know what I like to do before a game is I like to go over to my bookie. Football season is here, and that makes the games a little, hell, a lot more interesting with my bookie. Just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. My bookie is the online destination to get action on any game. They're safe, they're reliable, they've been in business for years. That's why I recommend them. And when you win, they actually pay. They have in game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys, that's us. They're talking to us. You can even bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. How cool is that? So just on your computer or on your mobile phone, just Google my bookie and get your account started. Right now, they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. That's right, guys. You put in 200, they'll put up 200. It's a dollar for dollar match. Use promo code radio to activate the offer. Just Google my bookie today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code radio when you create your account to get your bonus. That's right. You win. You play. You get paid, my bookie. All right, guys. So there you have it. Head over to my bookie to get your bets in, and we're gonna just kind of finish off some of these matchups that we haven't gotten to yet. We only got six games to hit here, so let's do it. Let's talk Redskins Cardinals. I'm thinking on the Redskins this week. I'd like me some Jamison Crowder. I like Jordan Reed this week as well. Um, let's see. I mean, Alex Smith. I'm probably gonna stay away from that and. Maybe Adrian Peterson if I'm desperate, but I kind of like to actually see him in a game that's a real game before I'm starting him. Does um, this qualify as a revenge game for Peterson going up against the Cardinals? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's really pissed. Uh, those what, handful of games that he played, and they cut him loose. I'm going to make him pay. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. If it is a revenge game, look for Peterson. On the other side of the ball, quickly. I'm a, you're obviously you're starting Larry Fitzgerald and you're starting David Johnson. I don't. Is there anybody else you're really thinking about there with Arizona? No, just that. That's pretty much it. Maybe a little Ricky Seals Jr. Ah, uh, but uh, Cam's no, guy. Honestly, uh, there's not very much from this game that I'm liking as far as from a fantasy perspective. Okay, then uh, let's move on. Then let's go to Seahawks Broncos. Uh, from a gambling perspective, we we both mentioned the Broncos. We like them this week minus the points. Fantasy wise, I think you know you're rolling with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Josh ADHD. Remember earlier on our show, guys, if you missed that, it was a great DFS segment. You can go hear it on Podcast Arena Moneyline. He really likes the stack of Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders this week. So look for that in daily if that's something you're interested in. 
Um, Royce Freeman, what do you expect from him this week, Jerry? They said that he's going to get all the carries or the bulk of them, and I know that in the trenches they're supposed to win. So I look for a lot of a lot of volume from him, a lot of good things, and that price tag that he carries as far as DFS, it's I think forty five hundred. That's the last time you'll see him under fifty five hundred for the year. He'll end up being by week six or seven, he'll cost you that sixty five hundred. Okay. That's pretty good. What about the other side of the ball? You, you got to like Russell Wilson, even though it's you know it's a tough matchup. Broncos, they're good on defense. Let's be real. But you drafted Russell early to play him. You probably don't have any better options. Doug Baldwin, he's kind of managing that knee injury, but he practiced this week. He's good to go. Do you like Doug Baldwin at all in the slot this week? I do, but again, with these, and sometimes they say it's clear, but when you have these nagging injuries, I get scared that you go out there and you pull a little something and you're out, or or you, your your role's minimized, let's say. So I'm going to stay away as far as that because also I uh, fear the Broncos secondary. I'm with you there. So I think the thing to keep on uh, keep an eye on with Baldwin is year-long leagues where you drafted him, you're probably playing him. But maybe in DFS you stay away this week. Yeah, because Jacksonville, they only allowed 23.4 points to re- uh, receivers. That was the best. Broncos, they were right behind them at 26. So, I mean, that's not – if you think Jacksonville had a great pass defense, then Broncos aren't too far behind them. What do you think about uh, Carson and uh, Penny this week? I'm really confused on what's going on there because, I mean, I didn't even know a few weeks ago, I didn't know if Penny would be ready for today, you know what I mean? And and all the talk out of the camp is that Carson was going to be that guy, regardless of Penny's injury, that Carson has solidified himself as that guy. And, and now that, I mean, I don't know what they do with Penny. You drafted him so high, you have to use him, right? I don't know if I can trust him this early, Penny, that is. I'm, I think Carson this week I'm cool with, but... I just don't know how many touches he's going to get. That that scares me, especially week one. I don't want to be zero and one because you know Penny got four carries. So that yeah. you know that just it scares me. It's the unknown. So tread lightly there, guys. If you have better options, you know if you have safer options than the Seahawks running backs, you probably want to go that route. Uh, let's move on. We got a lot to cover. Bears Packers. I think the Packers game. You're starting Aaron Rodgers. You're starting Devontae Adams. I talked about Jamal Williams. I love him this week for the Packers out of the backfield. Get him in your lineup. I think if you have Jimmy Graham in year long, you're playing him every week. On the other side of the ball, you know, I think Howard, I think he might come through this week. I kind of got a good feeling about him. He's really the only Chicago Bear I'm interested in starting. Yeah, and this game, it's got a lot of question marks for me because I'm I think that the Bears really did play vanilla in that in that in the preseason and I, I'm man, I, I think they're gonna come out and they're gonna surprise us, man. I, I really do. I will be betting them. That's a little tease for what I got coming up in a, a minute or so, but stick with the Bears on this game plan. The the Packers defense isn't something to fear. No, it's really not. So then someone's gonna eat on that side and I got a feeling it's going to be those running backs. What, what do you think about Burton this week at tight end? He shined in that preseason, and, I mean, he's going to kill. I think this is this is that moment where next week people are going to be trying to trade for Burton. They're going to be trying to put him in the, right next to the Ertz conversations. Okay, so there you have it, guys. We're going to keep moving on quickly here. If you have any questions for us, 713-780-3776. We have just a few minutes left in the show. We still got to get to put my name on it. So let's hit the Jets and the Lions. The Jets... Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not – maybe if I'm desperate, Bilal Powell, you know, as a play in this game, as as a PPR play. I think for the Lions, you know, you're starting Stafford. You're starting probably Golden Tate. 
the running backs, I'm a little worried. Is it going to be carry on Johnson? Is it going to be blunt? I think Theo Riddick is probably the safest running back in a PPR because you kind of know what his role is. What do you have on this game, Jerry? Uh, I pretty much agree with you. As far as the, the only people I'm really worried about or interested in is on the line side, and that would be the running backs carry on Johnson. I do think that the uh, Lions win this game. I do think they might do it by double digits, which will lean on the running backs. You can't take Theoretic out of a game plan. He's always going to be there, especially in PPR scoring formats. Look for Kenny Galladay to line up as the number two wide receiver, especially in two wide receiver sets, giving you more opportunities for uh, catches. There you go. All right, and remember, Fred Fowler had the uh, the Lions in this game, yeah, minus the points. So if you trust Fred's picks, you might want to roll with that. And finally, our last game, this is the late game on Monday Night Football. Rams-Raiders. Why don't you give us a little rundown here, Jerry? What you got in this game? I think this line is inflated. Um, when uh, the Cleo Mack uh, news broke, the line moved a point. Now, <laughs> is there any player out there on defensive side of the ball that's worth the whole point? They say like players like Sean Lee, which quarterback a defense, are worth half a point. So all of a sudden, Khalil Mack is worth a whole point. It might be an overreaction, and we all know that with people drafting Gurley first, uh, a lot of those people will just go ahead and flock to betting behind their pick. The guy like, oh, yeah, I, I have Gurley. I'm going to bet, you know, I'm going to bet the Rams. So, Okay. Uh, quickly, uh, on the Rams, I kind of like Cooper Cup this week. You're starting Todd Gurley in all formats. Uh, Goff might be somebody you consider if, if you need him this week. Watch out with Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson. They have terrible matchups against Tlaib. And um, the other corner just came over from the Chiefs. That is a very tough matchup. If you have better options, you might look to him. I, I know you want to start Amari Cooper. You took him in probably the fourth round. But he's got a terrible matchup this week, as does Jordy Nelson. So just be careful with those plays. It looks like Marshawn Lynch is going to go. So if he's somebody you're counting on, it looks like he's going to be active. Straight bets. Now it's time to get some money in. My straight bets for this week. Put money on Denver minus three. Now I just warned you and told you you had to get your money on. I just went on my bookie and it went to three and a half. So you might have missed your chance. Carolina, money line, under in the Baltimore game. The People's Parlay. The People's Parlay. Take the over in the Texans 51. Hit it again with the Bills under and take Chicago Bears plus seven and a half. Make sure you get it uh, uh, above that seven. Teasers. Teasers. Take two teams. I like two teams that I think guaranteed win today, but I don't know if they cover their spread. So bring Baltimore all the way down and bring the Saints all the way down. All right, that means it's uh, put my, put your name on it, right, Jerry? So I'm going to give you two guys this week. I love Jamal Williams as a fantasy play for the Packers. I think you get him in your lineup as a flex. And I'm also going to go with James White as a kind of a deep flex going against the Houston Texans. They struggle with uh, pass catchers out of the backfield. Those are the two guys I'm putting my name on this week. Cam, put your name on it. Let me go running back this week. I'm going Drake out of Miami. Tennessee's run defense is not too uh, not too great. Kenyon Drake's really the only running back option. Look, Frank Gore's there just to be a mentor. He's not going to touch the ball, but maybe five times. And Ryan Tannehill, you know, Miami's franchise quarterback is coming back from a big injury, so I think they're going to run the ball a whole lot. So I'm going Drake. I'll put my name on Keenan Allen. I think he will be the top wide receiver scorer this week. Cement that on top of your uh, DFS lineups. Put my name on Keenan Allen to be the top wide receiver scorer. Thank you for joining us again on another edition of Moneyline. For Josh, Cam, Jerry Bow, week one, now!
Twitter at Moneyline975.